This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Kamala Harris's ex-boyfriend speaks out. A friendship that goes back 25 or 30 years. Then, America's beloved restaurant chains shutting their doors forever. 72,000 restaurants permanently closed. And inside Meghan and Harry's new mansion, right near Oprah, the pool, the tennis court. Check out baby Archie's new playground. Wait till you hear what their mortgage is. Then, President Trump's former assistant breaks her silence. Madeline is the key. She's the secret. What she said that upset the first family so much, Trump fired her. Had a very, very major lapse of judgment that night. Plus, lucky to be alive, the hiker who plummeted 70 feet. I felt everything fall beneath me, and the next I was already on the ground and hit my head on a rock. Then, and take some hand sanitizer. First day back as college students return to campuses across the USA. What they're doing to stay safe. Ooh. And chat burglar. <laughs> Stealing shoe after shoe in the dead of night. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi in today for Deborah. What is Joe Biden's running mate Kamala Harris really like? Former San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown knows better than most because he is Harris's ex-boyfriend who helped jumpstart her political career. As he tells Amber Cogliano, he's blown away by the news she could be America's next Veep. He once dated Kamala Harris and helped launch her history-making career. Now he's speaking out to Inside Edition. What was your reaction, Mayor, when you heard that Joe Biden had picked Kamala Harris for the job? Well, my reaction instantly was that of a very proud black man, of a very proud Democrat. Former San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown became her political mentor in 1994. They were also lovers. He was 60 and separated from his wife, and Harris was a 29-year-old assistant district attorney. I think age difference affects all of America in one way or another, but it didn't affect us. People who are in love with each other usually are not limited by all of those artificial barriers. The relationship raised lots of eyebrows. Brown not only gave her expensive gifts, including a 1994 BMW, but he also handed her lucrative political appointments. I had the honor of appointing Kamala to one or two commissions. It's been 25, 30 years. I can't exactly recall which commission, but she did an excellent job. In 2003, Harris described her relationship with the former mayor as an albatross hanging around my neck. An albatross, that's a pretty strong word. Why do you think um, that she said that? I think you'd have to ask her. 
Just days before she became Joe Biden's running mate, Brown actually advised her not to take the job, writing in the San Francisco Chronicle, my advice to her would be to politely decline. The vice presidency has often ended up being a dead end. When you're the vice president, you really don't get to do much. Brown isn't her only high-profile ex. In 2001, Harris dated talk show host Montel Williams. They walked the red carpet together at a charity gala in L.A. with his daughter Ashley. Montel had to tell the paparazzi her name. There were words of encouragement for Harris today from an unexpected source, former vice presidential nominee Sarah Palin. I hope that the media will treat her candidacy um, not as um, personally rough as they um, treated mine. But President Trump called Harris a mad woman in a call-in to Fox Business doing? News. Now you have a, a sort of a mad woman, I, I call her, because she was so angry and so, such hatred with Justice Kavanaugh. But her ex and former mentor says Trump may have met his match. President Trump better hope he doesn't have to debate her. Kamala Harris is the third woman in history to be selected to be a vice presidential running mate. Is the COVID crisis ringing the death knell for the American restaurant chain? Many of your favorite chains are on a list of businesses that may not be able to stay open due to their dining rooms being shut down. Stephen Fabian has more. Some of America's favorite restaurant chains are in serious jeopardy today, robbed of customers and revenue by the COVID-19 pandemic. According to reports, Outback Steakhouse, Applebee's, and the Cheesecake Factory are facing the possibility of not being able to pay back their debts. Times Square is home to some of the nation's most popular restaurant chains, but some, like Red Lobster behind me, are really feeling the pinch. Their CEO calling this the most challenging time in the 52-year history of the company. I'm Lisa Guerrero in Los Angeles. Joining the list of national chains that are struggling is California Pizza Kitchen. They just filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy and are set to close dozens of their 250 locations. But it's not just the big chains that are struggling. According to Yelp, more than 72,000 restaurants across the nation have closed their doors permanently since the pandemic began. And a warning today that Boston, Chicago, and Baltimore are set to become the newest coronavirus hotspots. Chicago, because of its high transmission rate and inadequate social distancing measures. Boston, another city with a high transmission rate as more people travel for leisure. Baltimore, because of its high density, high poverty rate, and large numbers of multi-generational households. What really helps and what you need to do as soon as you see those early signs that a hotspot might emerge is ramp up testing. Make sure you're doing the right amount of testing for your state, then do contact tracing and keep telling people, look, this virus is still spreading. We're not out of the woods yet. Please wear a mask, watch your distance, and wash your hands. Meantime, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, who lives in Atlanta, says he's not sending his three daughters back to school. The question has been, how much can they still spread in the virus and add to the trajectory of this pandemic? And as you start to really look at all the data, uh, it's becoming increasingly clear to me that they can spread quite a bit. In Dallas, the Cowboys are gearing up for football season. Team owner Jerry Jones says fans will be allowed into the stadium to watch the games at 50% capacity. 
It'll be in pods of possibly 5, 10, 15 different people. Our stadium is well suited to put together numbers of people that have elected to come and want to watch the Dallas Cowboys play. And a music venue in England just held their first socially distanced rock concert. They built individual pods so fans can stay six feet apart and rock on safely. And the New York Times is reporting the death toll from the pandemic has already surpassed 200,000, which is about 35,000 higher than we thought. They attribute the discrepancy with states being late or delayed in reporting their data. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have ditched Tyler Perry's estate for a new California mansion, and there's plenty of room for baby Archie. We've got a glimpse of the property as well as a look at their very famous new neighbors. It's your first look at Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's new $14.7 million Montecito estate. And it is palatial. Known as the Chateau, the nine-bedroom, 16-bathroom mansion boasts breathtaking ocean views, a game room, movie theater, wine cellar. And look, the gym even comes with a stripper pole. You can bet 14-month-old baby Archie will have plenty of fun on this giant playground. Jason Stretfeld of Douglas Elliman Real Estate sells properties in the area. The property is truly spectacular. It has a pool, spa, tennis court, access to hiking trails. The ultra-exclusive Montecito neighborhood is 90 miles north of Los Angeles. Megan and Harry's A-list celebrity neighbors include actress Gwyneth Paltrow and Oprah Winfrey, who paid $90 million for her lavish compound. The neighborhood is is very private. Um, It's definitely a neighborhood where uh, Prince Harry and Meghan can just sort of slip into obscurity. He says despite the hefty price tag of $14.7 million, Meghan and Harry actually scored a great deal. They purchased the property for $10.6 million less than what it sold for in 2008. So I think they got an incredible buy. Megan and Harry took out a $9.5 million mortgage, which means they made a down payment of more than $5 million. It was Donald Trump's famous line from The Apprentice, you're fired. But this young woman lost her job with the president in real life. She was the president's personal assistant inside the White House. But then she was abruptly let go after she made comments to reporters about one of the president's daughters. Madeline Westerhout was President Trump's gatekeeper and personal assistant for more than two years. Now she's sharing her story about being pushed out of the White House for making comments about his daughter, Tiffany. I made a mistake and I had one bad night and after uh, a couple drinks by the pool on a a rare day off, I accepted an invitation to dinner with reporters and an off-the-record dinner with reporters and said some things that I shouldn't have said and that I absolutely didn't mean. She now wishes she never said that the president president did not like to take photos with his youngest daughter because of her weight. Was it ever true that President Trump doesn't want to take photos with his daughter Tiffany? No, absolutely not. That's not true. The president loves all of his children and he's incredibly protective and a loving father. With all due respect, where, where did that stuff come from? Where did those statements come from? Yeah, uh, that's a tough question. I think uh, I was in a position where I wasn't used to dealing with reporters. And to be completely honest, I think I got a little bit uh, big for my britches that night and and said some things that probably I was hoping uh, would catch the attention of the reporters. Madeline's statements made it back to the president, and she was asked to resign. At the time, President Trump had this response. Tiffany is great. I love Tiffany. Did you feel like you were betrayed by those reporters? 
you know, I asked myself that question, uh, and I think I could go on and on and ask many, many questions about who told what, when, and where, and why, and I've decided that I'm ready to move forward, and I don't hold any ill will to, towards anybody. Again, I take responsibility for my actions. That was one year ago. Now, Madeline has written a book, Off the Record, My Dream Job at the White House, How I Lost It, and What I Learned. I think the lesson that I learned after I left the White House was that mistakes are going to happen. There's going to be bumps in the road. We're all human. And for a long time, I thought that this one night was going to define me. And then I decided I'm not going to let that happen. Madeline says she's now on good terms with the president and will be voting for him in November. To read an excerpt from her new book, come to InsideEdition.com. This guy is lucky to be alive. He was out hiking when he fell 70 feet into a canyon. With broken bones and a fractured skull, he was unable to get help. Amber Cogliano has the incredible story of how he was saved. This hiker fell 70 feet into a canyon and lived to tell the tale. Jacob Velarde was hiking along Indian Maiden Falls Trail in Arizona, known for its picturesque but rocky terrain. Then, in a flash, the trail fell apart beneath him. He landed seven stories down. One second, I felt, you know, everything fall beneath me, and then the next, I was already on the ground and hit my head on a rock. Jacob crawled around in pain. Just look at the injuries on his face. In that moment, did you think mm -hmm. to yourself, no one's going to find me here? Yeah, I honestly didn't expect to see any uh, hikers at all. Then a miracle. Eric Glomsky was hiking on that same trail with his wife and daughter. We heard somebody uh, kind of faintly yelling, uh, I fell off a cliff. And then we came upon this guy on a rock under a tree along the stream who was clearly, you know, messed up. Eric ran for miles to get a cell signal to call for help. I've come across a guy who fell down a cliff. He has a broken ankle, possibly broken wrist, head wounds front and back. He's conscious and lucid. And this is the moment rescue teams saved Jacob, whisking him up to safety in a medical helicopter. He suffered skull and ankle fractures along with a broken nose, but he knows it could have been so much worse if not for his heroes. They were amazing at taking care of me and getting me the help I needed. Jacob is planning to reunite with the family who saved him this weekend so he can thank them again in person. He's the feline caught on tape stealing shoes. He does it over and over again. Now the cat's owner is trying to find out who all those shoes belong to. Les Trent on what was almost the perfect crime. It's a cat burglar, literally. Every Hello. night, this six-year-old kitty oh, named Jordan hi. roams his neighborhood in Altoona, Pennsylvania in shoes? search of, get this, shoes, which he steals off porches and brings home. Jordan's catch for the day. Jordan has a bit of a uh, shoe fetish. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan's owner, B.J. Ross, and her son, Gavin, set up cameras and even put a GPS tracking device on him to see where he's finding so many shoes, nearly 80 and counting. Check out his nightly escapades, bringing home shoe after shoe. And having just one of a pair isn't enough. He brings one and goes back for the second one, either that night or a different day. BJ started a Facebook group to return the stolen shoes to their rightful owners, including neighbor Chelsea Rebinolt. I had a pair of shoes sitting out on my back porch and they went missing. I'm like, um, okay. 
I actually did not have any idea that it would have been a cat taking the shoes. <laughs> Tell you the truth. <laughs> I assume you'll no longer be leaving your shoes outside. Correct. <laughs> Turns out Jordan is one very proud cat burglar. He loves to admire his collection. When we brought the shoes in and put them on the table, he came over like, what are you doing? That GPS they put on Logan showed he wandered a total of nine miles around the neighborhood in just one night. Next, take some hand sanitizer. First day back as college students return to campuses across the USA. What they're doing to stay safe. Ooh. Then, the mask knee phenomenon. Hot and sticky. How to keep from breaking out while wearing a mask. And baby gate, no problem. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Attending college this year is anything but business as usual. This is the way move-in day used to look at colleges and universities across the USA. But this year, because of COVID-19, move-in day involves testing, Ooh. waiting, and lots of social distancing. At the Indiana University campus in Bloomington, 10,000 students who live on campus have a staggered check-in schedule spread out over two weeks. Take some hand sanitizer before you leave, please. Students have to show proof that they've had a COVID test within the last 10 days. Then they're tested again, right on the spot. Woo, okay, perfect. James Flum is an incoming freshman. He has to wait 20 minutes for his result before he can continue on with the move-in process. Erica Hafine is also an incoming freshman. She already had COVID. Since I had no symptoms, I just had to isolate for 10 days. She broke some bad news to her dad, who's a proud Indiana University alum. Really sad about tailgate season. <laughs> we come down to all the games, and uh, we're going to miss that a lot, so I hope they don't cancel it, if they have not already. They already canceled it. Yeah. No fun. As for James, he's about to find out whether he tested positive or negative. They've asked him to wipe down the area where he's been sitting. Are you comfortable to receive your results with this company? I am. All right. You tested negative for COVID-19 today. Perfect. But the school does have a plan for students who test positive. We've set aside a significant amount of housing that's specifically for those who are infected or who need to quarantine. When in-person classes start, the number of students in a classroom will be greatly reduced. This one maxes out at 11 people, including the teacher. This is a classroom that would normally be built for 25 or so. With uh, physical distancing, we've reduced that to 10. This is not your father's college experience for sure, but these students say they're going to make the most of a challenging situation. The fact that I'm just able to move in to some sort of dorm, that's awesome. Up next, how wearing masks is causing skin problems. A new side effect to wearing masks. It's a new outbreak, mask knee. Hot and sticky. Amber Kennedy is one of many women whose skin is breaking out from wearing a mask. Amber works as a medical assistant and is required to wear a face mask eight hours a day. It's very inflammatory now with wearing this mask. I'm always sweating. I'm always, my pores are constantly clogged and I'm getting the acne in the chin area. They're finding they're getting acne 
in the lip and chin area where they never had a problem before. Dr. Glenn Kolansky is a board-certified dermatologist in New Jersey. The problem is many people wear the mask repeatedly, so there's dirt and makeup in the mask and they put it back on their face. That causes pores under the mask to become clogged, resulting in a breakout of acne. So, what can you do? I encourage women to not wear face makeup because, again, you're putting a covering on the skin that will clog the pores. He also has these tips. Only use oil-free, water-based moisturizers and wash your face two to three times a day. And Dr. Sandra Lee from TLC's Dr. Pimple Popper offered this mask knee prevention tip on TikTok. Keep your mask clean. Up next, baby on a mission. Finally, this baby is unstoppable. Baby gate in the way? No problem. Watch as this adorable baby lifts it up and walks right into the kitchen. What's he after? A cookie. With prize in hand, he makes his way back to the gate. Hey, can't lift this holding a cookie, so he tosses it over. There's no stopping this little cookie monster. They may want to hide those cookies. We'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure. Because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.